All right, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Welcome back to Sipping Me Emos with Jake and Elliot. Hey, um, how you been, Jake? So it, I've been good. You know, um, I, you know, not a lot has changed. <laughs> Honestly, I think I might have sipped too many Mimos. <laughs> I'm feeling okay though. Good. Uh, so uh, last time on our last episode, you know, Elliot and I talked about. Um, Two two albums by Weezer and Fatboy Slim, and at the end of the rec- at yeah. the end of the record, at the end of the episode, we talked about a special um, episode we had planned for our six month anniversary, in which we're, we're going to dedicate our albums to two soundtracks from two legendary '90s films. Six months—that's the soundtrack anniversary, right? It's when yes. you give each other soundtracks. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's soundtracks and then it's promise rings and then, you know. <laughs> well, I've already got your promise ring. I'm just not wearing it on my hand. Okay. Oh, dare you. I need to settle down. All right. <laughs> yes, but we have a very special soundtrack episode today and I'm very excited about it. Was that a cock ring joke? It was. Thank you for explaining it to the <laughs> listeners. Well, because I was like, how dare you? And then I was just like, oh, wait. My partner Elliot, yes, uh, will be leading off the discussion today with um, uh, discussion oh. of. Uh, I just want to talk about how you've been. First, we don't have to rush into things so quick, Jake. Jeez. Well, you know, um, my hair is getting long. We're both looking pretty shaggy right now, dude. Well, your your shag looks good. Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh my god, someone. Last night at the bar said I looked like Keanu Reeves, which would be a great segue, but we'll get to it eventually. <laughs> what? Who said you look like Keanu Reeves? Some rando dude at the bar. Man, I wish I could. I wish someone would tell me I look like Keanu. Dude, have you seen that Bill and Ted preview? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm psyched. I, the preview was a, like honestly a little underwhelming, but it's. Exciting to see uh, those guys back together again. And death is back. You sunk my battleship. Come on, that's like the best. Dude, I am rock hard for that movie. <laughs> Boner Town? Dude, it's Boner Town. Hashtag USA. Boner Town. All right. Um, um, I love Bill. I love Bill and Ted. I, I just, I'm so stoked for it. You know, we, we, we need to do like a movie marathon before that. Do you like watch the two? Yeah, man, that's why. That's fun. why I miss. Why I miss the the draft house during during this time? You know, like yeah, because you know that they would have planned something like that. Oh, of course. Well, for a minute there too, like because I don't know if you know this, but the Wachowskis have started work on the Matrix Part Four. Yeah, and Keanu's going to be in it, and it was looking at least for a minute last time I checked before you know the world exploded. Matrix 4 and Bill and Ted 3 were going to be released on the exact same day. Dude. <laughs> or maybe it was maybe it was John Wick 4 or whatever, but like, oh my god. Like it was a Keanu Reeves that. property. <laughs> just 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 make it a Keanu day. It'd be amazing. A national holiday I, for a national dude, I would, 
I would straight up be down for a Keanu Reeves day. Oh my God, forget it. That'd be amazing. He just, he just like spreads joy, you know? No, he's just, I've read, I've read so many things about him that he's just like a kind, generous person. Like I just, if, if, if someone deserves on holiday, it should definitely be Keanu Reeves or George Clooney's Bruce Wayne. I don't know. Nice try, Jake. Anyways, moving on. Uh, haircuts. Haircuts. We both need haircuts. Uh, I, I usually go to birds and they have this whole system set up where you have to wear a mask. You have to text them when you're in the parking lot instead of walking in there. They take your temperature at the door. They say no shades, no hair dyes, no small talk, which I'm on board for because I hate doing that anyways. <laughs> but uh, but like it, it, it's like, yeah, it's like a really intense situation to get a to get a haircut. But I need so yeah, I'm letting mine grow. I mean, I mean, I'd be okay with being that old gray hippie with long hair. You could pull that off. That'd be cool. Thanks, man. Just yeah. be like, hey, man, you want to listen to some Dashboard Confessional, man? <laughs> I was there when Fat Man and Robin opened up in theaters. Y'all don't even know. I, I did definitely see this Batman and Robin in theaters. You know what? I don't know if I even did. And I'm a huge Batman fan, but I don't know if I – I can't remember seeing it, that's for sure. But I do remember going to see – vividly going to see – the Matrix. I saw it in Lowell, Michigan, which is like a town a few miles south of Grand Rapids. We went to some theater because it was like a sleeper hit. No one really knew what it was. Yeah, I heard recently on a podcast um, that it was released in like March or something like that, which is, I mean, not typically like the month you release your big, big movies, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like a, this weird sleeper hit phenomena. Because, like, I mean, this movie changed everything. But yeah, I just don't remember like, seeing it and then like, walking outside the theater with my friends and being like, oh my God, I think I need a fucking trench coat. And, <laughs> and like that, we're all just like doing bullet time in the parking lot, like walking to our cars. Like, it was a game changer, dude. It, it was endlessly parodied, you know, endlessly yes. referenced. I mean, yeah. The, the bullet dodging, the, the mm-hmm. Trinity's kick-ass hanging in the air. Yeah, the, yeah. and she, she has the scorpion kick where she kicks like from behind herself and like, oh, it's insane. So what, where were you in 1999? Well, I was you, living on the mean streets of Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> GR? GR, yes. Yeah. So I I guess I was 99. I was a one. So I guess I was a sophomore or a junior or whatever. And like, uh, I don't know, my friends were all, you know, we're all, we're all big nerds and all that. And like, so we, you know, read, read comics and like went to the, went to comic shops and sure enough, we kept on seeing this poster for this movie. I mean, the internet was around, but we just used it for like AOL messenger and shit like that. But yeah. so there wasn't there wasn't like a lot of buzz about this movie or anything that I remember at all. But holy fucking shit! Um, I was getting into electronic music, and there's a lot of that, um, uh, you know, in this in this uh, film and on the soundtrack. Um, but it's also kind of like this birth of a lot of a lot of soundtracks that were just 
um, let's combine electronic producers with uh, metal bands, right? Yeah, um, Deftones is on there. I was really surprised to see them. Yeah, but it's, it reminds me of like, um, like when Spawn came out, that was a big one. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. I forgot about the Spawn soundtrack. Dude. Oh, my God. Huge. Huge. That'd be and for like, a one-year anniversary. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The one, one year is the Spawn anniversary. That's true. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we just, that's where we, 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 we <laughs> that's where neither of us pick. <laughs> that's just where. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There he is. There he is. <laughs> that's where like, there's Sip and Mimo's gym. <laughs> That's where, like, neither of us pick an album and we just, like, talk about Spawn. <laughs> we just read the script for Spawn. <laughs> just all okay. Oh, yeah, we'll do, we'll do a table read. Dude, I want a Spawn remake. Um, They're working on it. Todd McFarlane's directing it. Okay. Todd, Todd McFarlane, the creator, he's been, like, working on it for years and years. But it's, like, it's not going to be, it's not going to be what you think. He's like, I'm going full horror movie. And like, um, and I think, I think, uh, oh, fucking hell, what's his name? I think Jamie Foxx is attached to, to play Spawn. Oh, he'd be a good Spawn. Fuck yeah, he would. That'd be great. Um, hey, cause it was, uh, Michael J. White. who was, OG um, Spawn, right? Don't tell me, don't tell me. It's, um, um, the clown. What? He'll be, no, he'll be like, yeah, you know, so, you know, if we don't stop the Batman, you know, little gamble here won't be able to get a nickel for his grandmother. Enough from the clown. Okay. You don't remember? He, pl- he played, um... Oh, the, right. The oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. He's in, in, Dark, he's in Knight. Dark Knight. Yeah. He's like, dead? That's 500,000. Give me one reason why I shouldn't have my boys take your head off. And then the have other guy's magic like, trick. The guy's like, wait, I, I want to hear proposition. Like that <laughs> <Russian>. <laughs> I remember, like, I because I loved him in was it Michael J. Michael White? J. White, I believe, or Jai White, even. I don't know. I loved him as Spawn. I mean, because, like, fuck yeah, growing, I mean, growing up, I mean, like, even John Leguizamo was so good as a clown, like, for whatever year that came out, like, his makeup looked nuts, and like, oh, yeah, it was bonkers, yeah, for sure. Um. Everything, I think he, that guy's underrated. Oh, he's also in John Wick. Oh, John Leguizamo is. Yeah. Oh, we should do a we should do a John John Leguizamo day. <laughs> should we? He's the guy in John Wick that's like, do you know whose car this is? Yeah. Oh, he's the car guy, and he's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're it's, all fucked um, up big time. It's the guy from. He brings in the guy from um, Game of Thrones. He's in, right? he's in Game of Thrones, and yeah. You know, yeah. I know I'm one of many who have tried to convince you to watch Game of Thrones. I don't know. There's too much stuff to watch. What am I supposed to do? I would, I would dive into Game of Thrones. That's good. <sighs> okay. It's good. But, um, but uh, I, lo- I loved Spawn. And I forgot how hard that, how like hardcore that soundtrack was. And it was, yeah. kind, of a, it was kind of a scary movie. Like The Violator. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Violator. Yeah. Well, it's a dark ass story, and like, uh, it was the first time they ever, uh, like, like started animating superhero costumes, like animating them instead of like putting them in a fucking suit, like in Batman and Robin and shit with nipples. But like, because like his his you know his, remember like his mask would like uh, form around his face, and his mm-hmm. cape was cape was always animated. 
there's that scene where he he like walks into the party and people start shooting at him and he like his mask comes over and his eyes like and like covers his face and his eyes start glowing yes. god so kick-ass dude it's it's pretty kick-ass yeah. for you martin sheen damn holy shit martin sheen is in that movie what the fuck was that about why did he do that <laughs> he's like doesn't he have an oscar like that guy's amazing why was he in spawn <laughs> i mean i mean why not bro i mean i don't know i mean i would love to be in a spawn movie that'd be cool you know, like that's that's the thing with like, I couldn't, I would never be able to do to be able to like manage someone's career. Because mm-hmm. okay, imagine this, like, a, a, a <laughs> something something comes across your desk, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, a guy in an iron suit who's a billionaire playboy, but he makes this iron suit to fight bad guys. Ah. You know, like, you know, hey, Robert, if you, do you think you, you know, like, this would be cool to, this would be cool, you know, like, I, I don't know if I would be able to, like, if I'd be a good, like, salesman, you know, and try and be like, hey, man, hey, man, you got to do this Lord of the Rings pick. It's going to be huge, you know, but and what if it wasn't, you know, yeah. like, ah. yeah, I don't know. I imagine it's kind of scary to pitch these ridiculous movies to people. Well, I, and, and, and I think uh, the Wachowskis had a really difficult time pitching The Matrix because it was like a really hard and like um, no one knew what the hell it was. It was. And like, they, had, they struggled for, with casting. Like they wanted um, Sean Connery for Morpheus. Ooh, and like that Will was Smith, bad. Will Smith turned down uh, Neo. And it's just a weird, weird really weird thing so i asked i asked you where you were in 1999 so i just thought like i'd look i'd look and see what movies came out in 1999 so oh okay uh here here are the top 10 movies from that year we have number 10 the spy who shagged me (laughs) which i loved sure and also and um let me see then we got uh american beauty Okay, great. Um, the world is not enough. Interesting. Uh, hmm. Notting Hill. Ooh, one of my personal faves, The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Wait, the Tarzan. Mummy came out. The Mummy came out the same year as The Matrix. Yeah. Hmm. And Tarzan is Tarzan with the animated one. Yeah. Did Brendan with Fraser the- play Tarzan once, or am I out of my mind? He played George of the Jungle, who was essentially That's Tarzan. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. That's great. I think this is instantly my favorite episode. Um, this is the tipsiest we've ever been. That's for sure. yeah. Number four was The Matrix. Um, Toy Story 2 yeah. was number three. Uh, the Sixth Sense was number two. Oh, wow. And number one... Uh, perhaps Jake Lloyd's greatest acting performance this side of Jingle All the Way, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Oh, boy. Wow. See, so you had a, a year where... It's a big year. I mean, yeah, like, definitely years that, like, I mean, well, Star Wars was already established, but, like, like launched a lot of, like, um, successful franchises, even though the movies may not have been that great. 
we've we've talked too about like 99 being a dope year for music and 90s music because we a lot yeah. of our albums are in the later years later side of the decade yeah. sugar ray do you think it was like some weird uh like year 2000 thing going on like people are like oh my god i gotta get this out of there uh out of me like was there like a sort of uh, some sort of like spark of creativity and people started just cranking awesome stuff out it's gotta be you know like it's gotta be like you know, like that, that vibe of like, it's the new millennium, you know, like. Or even like, you know, oh my God, the world might end or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, 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 I was, I was like still too young to realize like how special everything was, but, you know, but I, I wish I could go back and, and just, cause I didn't see the matrix until VHS, like after it came wow. out. Wow. I think, I think my parents may have thought it was a little too violent for me. Cause I was, sure. I was still, I was still, I was still a pretty little kid when it came out. Sure, it's pretty violent. Yeah. Um, but man, I did a rewatch this morning, and whoo! you rewatched The Matrix. Uh huh. Oh, fantastic! What? Uh, any new thought? Because I, I, I rewatched it like last week. It's that's so it's so odd that you like we picked it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, yes, it is. Which was so I was getting ready to rent it because I hadn't seen it in years. Um, but man, it's good. It's so goddamn good, dude. So good. Yeah. Um, I mean. uh, Carrie Ann Moss, I mean, is just incredible. Um, I mean, yeah. Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne is just, I, I, like I said, I would watch Chris Hemsworth, Butter Toast. I would watch Lawrence, I would watch Lawrence Fishburne, like, wash dishes. Like, he's just <laughs> incredible. Like, oh God, he's so good. I mean, Wait, Joey, well, you know he, you know he's hmm? in the MCU, right? Real quick, what movie? Uh, don't tell uh, Ant Man and Wasp. He plays Boom. Elias. Dude, nailed it. Okay, cool. This is why we're podcast partners. <laughs> nailed it. That's absolutely true. Which I'm not gonna lie, when he said that he was like, he was like, yeah, I got it up to be so and so. Like, I was like, oh, he's Goliath. He's Goliath. I, I, I yeah, I, yeah, oh, yeah. He's like, I once cut you 30 feet. And, and, and man, and Paul Rudd's like, I don't know, uh, 50 one time. No big deal. No big deal. And, and, like, <laughs> and fucking Kate from Lost is like, do I need to get a fucking dick measuring ruler? Like, uh, yeah. That's fine. We talked, about, we talked about TV shows I haven't watched. Lost is one of them. I haven't watched Lost yet. Dude, okay. Lost is basically one of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> It's why I'm hesitant to dive into Game of Thrones or Better Call Saul or any of these things because it's like I've been burned before. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just like a little, my nerves are a little busted. I'm just like, um, I'm like a fucking rescue dog over here with TV shows. <laughs> I, have <to> be, <laughs> I have to be careful because I get scared. Uh, I, I totally understand. I was like that way with Breaking Bad for a long time, and I actually stayed away from Game of Thrones for years. Um, so I totally, totally understand. But when you're ready, when you're ready to dive in, I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. I mean, uh, who, who the hell am I to deny myself for this, some cool show? So everyone Every seems to like it enough, but. Every time you step away from the, the, your, your camera, I have like George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell and Alicia Silverstone just like staring at me. <laughs> I'm just 
<laughs> I feel like I should take a picture of this. Let's biting their dicks off. <laughs> arr, arr, arr. Oh, for the listeners, me and Jake have fun backgrounds on our Zoom call. Oh yeah, we're we're doing this on Zoom. If yeah. if the if the pristine audio quality wasn't yeah, enough to exactly. give it away, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, got it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, I uh, one, one, a, a close family friend had the Matrix on VHS, and uh, we watched it. And I remember just thinking, like VHS, though, really? Mm-hmm. Like in nine in ninety nine? When did yeah. VHS? When did they stop making VHSs? That's a good question. I don't know. I we got our first DVD player probably in two thousand. When did Zoolander come out? Because I was. <laughs> Was that how you? Okay. That's how you <laughs> navigate time. Was when Zoolander came out. Yeah, it was like pre-Zoolander and after Zoolander. Mm-hmm. <laughs> BZ. BZ. <laughs> the the well, actually, the first um, the first DVD we got was Rat Race with like Whoopi Goldberg and Dan Ack. Is it Dan Ackwood? Not Dan Ackwood. Tom Arnold. No. It's not Tom Arnold. It's like Breckin Meyer, um, Smash Mouth makes an appearance as themselves. Yeah, John Cleese fucking, plays the bad guy. Fucking Shrek. What? I don't know. What are you talking? About? John Lovitz. Ooh, you never saw Rat Race? No, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Dude, we were, we were getting hammered and talking about soundtracks. <laughs> it was fun. I wouldn't, it was I wouldn't like, have it any other way. <laughs> this is my preferred way to talk about soundtracks. Okay. Um. So yeah, man. Like listening through the Matrix. Um. Yeah. Let's dive in. What do you think? Um. um I, I I gave it to you. I I submitted that as my uh contribution to the soundtrack episode, and you got excited. I got super excited because I remember. Like that was one of the things I had um, that I remembered most about the manager. I mean, besides like the, the killer, like graphics and like brilliant, just like the way the movie was shot and directed and yeah, acted. It's, it's unbelievable. Like the the music stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I had a, a buddy of mine back in the day in San Antonio had the um had the album on soundtrack on cd sorry have the cd on soundtrack uh, uh-huh, have the soundtrack sure. on cd gotcha and that's how um, most of them come yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have the soundtrack uh, you didn't have the soundtrack on vhs or anything <laughs> um, we're having fun this, we're, he had the soundtrack he had the soundtrack on book um <laughs> yeah it just describes. Uh, it just describes the sound. Sorry. <laughs> um, and I would be like, "Hey, can I listen to the Matrix soundtrack?" And because I would just want to listen to Duhast. I forgot. Can you say something? I forgot that Duhast was on there. Is it in Dude, the movie? It's not. I don't in the think movie. so. Not. Not a lot of the songs are in the movie. A couple of them are. 
but definitely not do host man um but i just it was so good so i guess i i, I wrote like a little note on it um so right off the bat like one of the things that always bothered me uh about like the artwork for the matrix soundtrack mm-hmm. is that you have like you have like uh neo morpheus and trinity right yeah uh but then like over on the left you have cypher played by joey pants himself joe joey pants uh which kind of kind of almost steals the movie dude he's great i forgot how awesome he is oof he's so good he's so um, fucking just conniving but like does, does he deserve to be on the soundtrack cover <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe not <laughs> what did you, you you wanted you wanted mouse on there dude yes Remember mouse <laughs> that guy i'm like as soon as like another one and like as soon as Morpheus introduces everyone, I'm like, wow, most of these people are dead. He's like, and, and he goes, and that one over there in the corner is Mouse. I'm like, that guy's fucking toast. There's no way that dude's. There's no way that dude's getting out of this movie. Fucking Mouse. It's like he might as well be like, oh, oh, and over there is Fievel goes west. He's <laughs> just. He's like, oh, he's like. Ne- He's going to get shot up and he's going to be like, Neil's going to teach me how to dodge bullets before he dies. <laughs> he's just like, over here, and dead meat one. And he's like, sure, dead sure meat. I am. Sure I am, mouse. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And he's like, beep. Dead. I will say this, though. Mouse's death has, like, haunted me the most. Wow. Like, oh, really? Yeah, I think it's like, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio's death in Titanic because I was super sad. And then, like, Mouse. No shit. Because he just, like, the way he, the way he like, opened the curtains and he, it was just, like, a brick wall. Yeah, he's the one that figures out that they, they're getting fucked with. Yeah. And, like, he was just but, such a nice... He, was such, he, like, looked up to Neo so much. But he's also kind of a sleazebag because he's like, hey, do you want to fuck this computer program that I made? He, he designed the woman in red. Oh, I missed that. That's uh, like a, when they're eating the fucking slop. That's like it's just clearly grits. <laughs> but but like uh, he's like, you you met the woman in red. I designed her, and and I can arrange in a, a meeting with you. Like he's like pimping out the woman in red to Neo. And you're like, oh, mouse, you're so dead now. Like, you're so dead. <laughs> oh, I totally missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't feel bad then. And it's well, like, uh, he's got that cool line, like, to, to, to deny our, uh, you know, physical needs is to deny what makes us human or whatever. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. I totally kinda, missed that. He's kind of a creep. <laughs> and I'm glad he's dead. No, I'm just I, de- <laughs> I definitely, uh, it, it always hurt to see a- uh, APOC and, and Switch go. The Switch was the one that hit me because she has this cool moment where she's like, not like this. Not like this. Not like this. And then, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. What did you know that um, Switch was essentially was it um, in the first draft was going to switch genders when she entered the Matrix? Oh. And if you think about the Wachowskis, it's really <laughs> an allegory for um, being uncomfortable in your. Uh, avatar and, and you're in your body and you're wanting to change things. 
So Switch, oh. that's why she was, she was named Switch, because they were, uh, she was going to s- switch genders. Yeah. Wow. I, I never which knew would, that. Which would have been cool, but like, I think the studio was like, no, 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 no. The world's not ready. <laughs> so they, they didn't let them do it. I forgot how, talk about, on, on talking about Switch, how like kick at because she doesn't say much in, in the movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, she doesn't have much she, to do. She's just kind of like a silent badass. Like, I'm like when they like they come down to the basement and it's like smoky, and then she, her, and Apoc come and they're just like laying waste to the, to the like the, the squat the SWAT team. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Joey Pants says that totally lame. Like she, they're like, "Come on, hurry, Cipher!" And he like just like trips <laughs> on the ground. I'm like, oh. Well, doesn't he sneeze too? Who sneezes? Is it panties? Yeah, Joy Joy panties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're when they're um, when they're crawling down the wall and Trini does that dope ass like up against the wall thing. Oh, it's so cool. God damn it, Carrie this movie's I'm, badass. Carrie I must like needed an Oscar for this movie. I don't I don't know if anyone was nominated for anything, but like she needed. I'm sure, it. They, she was, I'm sure they they got some effects nominees or whatever the fuck. But who cares? Like, come on, man, dude, absolutely. Uh, um, she was also really good in um, Memento. You know, I've never seen Memento. All right, homework assignment for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god, dude, for sure. It's a one of an, it's an earlier Chris Nolan movie. Oh, Guy Ritchie. Chris it, Nolan, not Guy Ritchie. Uh, well, Chris, the guy, Chris the guy Nolan? in it. Chris Nolan. Chris Nolan. No, uh, uh, no uh, uh, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. I always get yeah, Guy yeah. Pierce. Guy Ritchie makes up. That's fine. Uh, um, yeah. he, like, she, he has no she's awesome short-term as, memory. Yeah, she's awesome oh. as the lawyer in uh, Daredevil. Yeah, it wasn't she in. Yeah, or no, was no, it no. Jessica Jones? Jessica Jones. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MCU. Well, no, I Ma- guess MC uh, or MU Netflix, but yeah, Netflix MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they're. I don't think they're canon anymore. I don't know. I know. I man, that the the Punisher and Jessica Jones were really good, dude. That first season of Jessica Jones is off the goddamn hook. The uh, like it, it's like ter- and it's about a it's about a fucking abuse survivor and it's so intense. Is it David Tennant? No. Yeah, he's yes. the Purple Man. The the Purple Man. He's so fucking scary. Oh my god. Awesome. Um, man. Awesome. Uh, but, Should we dive into the soundtrack? Come on. Yeah. What are we doing? Let's look at, yeah. We've just been geeking out on like 1999. That's uh, so let me see. Uh, so I also did this one on YouTube. Um, sure. So opened up with Rock is Dead by Marilyn Manson. Yes. Um, which also appeared on Manson's 1990 album Mechanical Animals. Uh, it okay. was written by Marilyn Manson, his bassist Tuiki Ramirez, and uh, Madonna Wayne Gacy, who I believe was the keyboardist in the band. That sounds like a made-up name. But... <laughs> uh, I remember this this album because it was also the one with like the Dope Show. Oh, the Manson. Remember album. that one? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he like he has the like the the bodysuit on, yeah yeah yeah. 
Um, Man, I loved when, it. Remember when Marilyn Manson was like the most hardcore shit you could ever be into? <laughs> I know. It, it, like, I uh, looking back, it, it seems almost like tame. You know, like he'd be yeah. Like, like, yeah, he'd be like, I'm peeing on a wall. Ah, you know, like I just, I don't know. I'm peeing on a wall. Is that a thing? <laughs> All right. Um, the second one I had was uh, the aforementioned spy break. <laughs> Uh, which I think Dude. I mentioned last episode. Ooh, you you you, I, you seem to have some some feelings on this song. Um, I've brought up the Propeller Heads before, and that's another um, electronic music duo, and they are closer to the big beat sound uh, that we've talked about before um, than than Chemical Brothers or Prodigy. And that Spy Break for everyone listening, it's the it's it's played in the scene when Neo and Trinity just fuck the hell out of that uh, lobby built lobby of the building that they save Morpheus in. And it's got that like, great, great baseline. Bomb, 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 bomb. But that, that, that production duo have made some crazy, crazy shit. And it's very cool. Are they, are they like in the same vein as like Fatboy Slim prodigy as far as like British um, electronic duo musicians? Um, yes, unless they might be, let me just check. They might be American, but, oh, no, they're English. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're, they were, they would be considered British big beat. Same as Fabulous Slim. There's a great, as you know, with me, everything begins and ends with The Simpsons. Um, there's a great bit on The Simpsons where Bart is trying to earn money. So he takes a job. <clears throat> hanging menus for a Thai food restaurant. And as he's like, as he's hanging menus and training, like this song plays, um, which I, I saw the episode for the first time recently. Oh, that's the Matrix song. We decided to do the Matrix. It was very exciting for me. <laughs> um, Dragula by Rob Zombie. Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it's the uh, Hot Rod Herman remix that's on the soundtrack, apparently. But I don't know what, uh, what that is, but that song is pretty fucking badass. And it's when they go to the goth metal club. When when Neo follows the White Rabbit and Trinity fights him. Um, so effing good. Um, um, Ultrasonic oh. Sound by Hive is where, like one of my... I don't know why. I think it might have been on like MTV's amp way way back in the day, and I kind of fell in love with this tune. It, it's it's random on this soundtrack. I don't even think it's in the movie, but uh, it's very cool. And Hive is an amazing DJ, and uh, and there's this weird sample in it uh, of the spoken word record, and I found the spoken word record he sampled but I still don't have ultrasonic sound on vinyl. <laughs> like I found the record he made the record with, but not the record that I want, <laughs> which drives me insane. Um, are, are all friends of Prodigy is on this record? Yeah, Minefields. <clears throat> it, it was nice. It was, it was nice to hear a familiar voice uh, on the soundtrack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, my uncle well, is, is off of uh, Fat of the Land, which is which, which came out ar- around the same era. 
Uh, I, I talked about the um, my own summer. Uh, I had a leave, uh, the song Leave You Far Behind by the band Lunatic Claim. Lunatic, Lunatic Calm. Lunatic, oh, Calm. Oh, my bad. That's when they're in the... <laughs> I can pinpoint every song in this movie. Uh, it's when, when, when was this song featured in the film, Elliot? Well, let me tell you, Jake. Uh, it's when they were <laughs> entering the Matrix and... Uh, and like the camera's twirling around in 360 degrees and it's like following this phone, this phone's in the middle. And uh, unless that's primordia soup, I mean, it may be been a manifesto shit. But uh, I think it's, ooh, shit. Well, now I'm, not, now I'm second guessing myself, but yeah, it's a cool part of the movie. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, well, hang, hang on, the, we, we, we can't, we can't talk about the soundtrack without talking about Wake Up by Rage. <laughs> Okay. Dude, what do come you, on, dude? It's it's killer. Is it's, it maybe the best ending to a movie ever? <laughs> it was so funny because this morning, it's this morning I was rewatching it and I was putting putting dishes away after breakfast and I had it on in the TV in in, in the, the living room area, and my girlfriend was washing dishes. And it was coming up to the end of the movie, but I would keep on, I would keep on peeking over to look at the TV just <laughs> for this ending. It's, um, it's unbelievable. It's, an, it's, it's just fucking fantastic. Honestly, I think it might be like, I'm drawing a blank right now, but it's, it's, it's certainly up there. And just seeing like, just seeing Keanu like come at, walk out of the phone booth and it's like, <laughs> and he like comes up in the air. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, we talked about uh, Romstein's Duhast, which was like a running joke in our our friend group for for a while, a couple of years ago. Um, I remember like I used to every time Duhast would play on the radio, I would take a picture and send it to our our friend chat. Um, okay, it's just I, I don't know, like. Uh, the soundtrack is certainly mm, like it's like what can I say? It fits the movie perfectly, and the movie changed changed the game. You know, it yeah. there were a lot of like really forward thinking um, songs on there. A lot of like electronic songs. Uh, I don't I don't know if that was like I don't know if that was like picked because it was a movie about man versus machine so they pick like songs that kind of like really emphasize you know machines or, and electronic music um but i i it was perfect i i thought the soundtrack went so well with it i think that's exactly why they picked it it's called wake up meaning ascending consciousness as neo wakes up from the matrix the band's called ridges against the machine it's just kind of perfect I think they might have just written the script around that song because we, because <laughs> they're like, you know what a cool music video would be, two hours of this with just the song at the end, because it's just kind of perfect, right? Oh my god! I and Keanu played it. I mean, because I don't know, I don't know where where his career was at this point in time. Um, but I mean, this, this really was like really introduced Keanu into the 21st century. I mean, in, in, yeah. 
it was incredible. I mean, and the story I've heard, I've read stories where like he dedicated like, you know, his, his entire, either his entire salary or like a big portion of his salary to the crew of the yeah. matrix when he found out they weren't really making a lot of money or something like that. But that, that might've been one of the sequels, but yeah, I've heard that too. And like fucking hell, this guy sounds cool as shit. I just, I don't know. I just, it, it was so fun to revisit the soundtrack and it made me feel like a kid again and yeah. to watch, to watch the movie again. It just, and one part, one part particularly, I think it was my favorite part. Um, not, not handed over to you after this one for your final thoughts, but um, when, after he's taken, after he's taken the red pill, red pill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he touches the mirror and yes. Like it's he starts you know T one thousanding all over yeah, his body, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. like it goes down his throat and like yeah. he goes the scream turns into like a modem, like yeah, and, it, just, and his and his scream kind of sounds like our Zoom call right now, like it just it just like that little like that little you know like nuance that little something just the Wachowskis I, I mean I I don't know if they've reached the same heights as the Matrix as time went on but um, I, at least not like maybe financially I mean I'm, I'm sure critically they've made oh. a lot of really or you know I have honestly I haven't really I haven't really indulged in a lot of well, indulged really experienced yeah. a lot of Wachowskis post matrix i think they've, um, they've been a hit or miss but i, I would recommend watching trying out you're a big speed racer you're a big speed racer fan i need to see it. i i i well to be to be fair i haven't seen it in a while but i really want to give it another spin and i just remember loving the hell out of it because it they're just they're just doing something so weird and so different and uh there's like some really interesting um like editing choices and it's it's just bonkers for what it is because after the after the Matrix and the the following sequels, they were they were just kind of allowed to do whatever the hell they wanted, at least for yeah. another like five six films. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I I just, even if they didn't reach that same light, I mean, just this movie and I mean, and its accompanying soundtrack was just was just a it was like um even if even if it was brief, it was a brief moment of of genius that I'm. I feel privileged to have witnessed. Oh yeah, man! Oh hell yeah! What do you got? Um, oh, just okay. Just to wrap up, um, the Matrix is currently on Netflix. Probably as when this episode comes out, too. Give it another spin, uh, listeners, and uh, tr- try out the soundtrack. And especially one we haven't talked about yet is "Clubbed to Death" by Rob D. Was Rob oh, Dugan? That, that was on my list, and that's like a, it's seven and a half minutes long. But that tune, like, changed a lot of things. And he all Rob Dugan, uh, who's the producer of that tune, also has <clears throat> also has a really really killer um, remix of Moby's Porcelain that everyone should check out. That's a really cool one. As as a budding electronic musician, when this movie came out, hearing the soundtrack, 
was that kind of like um was that inspiring to you in any way like to hear like music that you were connecting with in a movie like was that um yeah yeah well like you know um that's how like these these sounds that I've been that I I had been chasing for a few years like are now like kind of breaking into the mainstream and now they're in this like huge movie that's going to change everything change cinema at least and all that and like kind of gave them I'm like oh my god so I wasn't wrong like this is going to happen and uh um and and then like you know tracks like Club to Death and, and stuff like that were like okay well, we can we can expand on this idea of electronic based music and, and these gigantic beats. Cause that's kind of a big beat tune. Um, but we can like add, you know, uh, orchestral elements to it and we can just, we can just do anything we want. And that, that was a cool thing. And that, and that it was, that it was so um, mainstream and critically praised was a kind of a big deal. It was a big win. It was a big win for the electronic music folks. Yeah, especially in the States. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, so like, like my partner said, it's streaming on Netflix. Revisit it. It's totally worth your time. If you have time to kill, check out Revolutions and uh, what's the other one? Re- I'm like totally drawing a blank. But the sequels, I mean, there's cool stuff in there. Revolutions is two, but what's the third one called? Fucking hell. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Matrix series in order. Let's see. Um, Revolutions and Reloaded. Reload. Relo- Wait, so Reloaded is a second. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a head scratcher. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the sequels recently, dude? Um, I haven't, but I, I remember there were some things in them that like, I thought was cool. Like I loved Neo's final battle with agent Smith. I thought that was, yeah. yeah. Were they like good? They go like full dragon ball Z with it. I, we haven't talked about Hugo weaving. I mean, he's incredible. Well, all right. Well, okay. Well, yes, of course he is. But we're, 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 we're talking about Batman and Robin too. What time are we at? We're a music based podcast. But mm-hmm. you know, doing dedicating a dedicating an episode to both music and a movies music based on it's, movies. But, but um, long story music, short, music inspired by let's say. Long story short, The Matrix rules. Go see it. Yep. yep. Treat yourself to that. Absolutely. Um, but all right. So do you have uh, a, wait, glad- do you have a, do you have a good segue? I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm dying. I'm itching. Um, I don't have really, I don't have anything as solid as my previous segues. Um, however, this next movie we're getting ready to talk about also involves um, a trio of beleathered antagonists fighting against a cold. Beleathered? Yeah. <laughs> uh, also fighting against a cold antagonist in Mr. Very Freeze. Very good. Well done. And we thank you, sir. <laughs> And we have 1997 Batman and Robin. All right. Yes. So, Ellen, where were you in 1997? Let's see what came oh, out in boy. I think I was avoiding Batman and Robin, even though I'm like a gigantic Batman fan. 
But this movie almost killed the fucking franchise, dude. I think it did. Let's let's see what came out. Uh, Titanic. Okay. Starship Troopers. Oh my god. The Fifth Element. Oh fuck. Which, which I've been wanting to revisit, but I haven't had the chance yet. Yeah, I, mean, I think we're right. I, I think we're right that the '90s kind of kicked ass, man. A lot of cool really? shit. Really? <laughs> I mean, another Keanu Reeves joint, uh, The Devil's Advocate. Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know, <laughs> oh. dude, I think one of my all-time favorite episodes of uh, How Did This Get Made is the <laughs> it's the Devil's Advocate episode. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the devil. Oh. Uh, Zooks' imp- impersonation of uh, Pacino is so good. I think it's like a live episode, too. Um, Jake, oh, what are you sipping uh, on? What are you sipping on? Oh, I got some, got some whiskey. What kind of whiskey, man? Uh, the cheap kind. Uh, <laughs> uh, ge- okay. uh, Kentucky Gentleman. Kentucky Gentleman. Well, how do you do? <laughs> uh, Austin, the first Austin Powers, um, uh, Contact, and Face Off all came out in uh, in uh, 1997, which you know kind of makes sense. It's it's kind of like a wacky year. <laughs> Seems to be talking about uh, how does get made episodes. Face Off is one of my favorite. Oh my god. Is that the one with uh, Randall Park? Yeah, Randall Park's on the episode of the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, my God, Nick Cage versus Travolta playing them playing each other. Oh, my God. That movie is so insane. I, it's – and what I think, I think I learned this on the podcast, but, like, after filming it, – it's either after filming Face Off, he went directly into filming – Con Air, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like literally walked off set and onto the other set. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a big Nick Cage fan. Like, I'll, I'm here for Nick Cage. Like, mm-hmm. he's such an interesting actor. <laughs> well, yeah, interesting is a yeah, that, that, that choice word for sure. But our. Uh, that was just a Google search of top movies that came out in 1997. And my movie actually was not one of the top movies that came out. Uh, however, the soundtrack inspired by my movie is certified platinum. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> it totally is. Why? I, I mean, the Smashing Pumpkins were on it. Um, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're we're talking we're talking Batman and Robin, right? Uh, and clearly the best, well, the best tune on here is probably the end is the beginning is the end by Smashing Pumpkins, unless you're a big Jewel fan, dude. And you, like, when, when I saw <laughs> when I saw Jewel was on this soundtrack, my mind exploded. I just I don't remember any of these songs. Certainly not in the movie, but like So I, a, I did a This is the weirdest <laughs> this is the weirdest compilation of tunes like ever. Uh me and my girlfriend we did a rewatch of well, so she'd never seen Batman and Robin. 
Uh, so she watched it for the first time. I did a rewatch. Uh-huh. And uh, like hearing How'd that work out? at one point, Batman and Robin are fighting. <laughs> at one point, Batman and Robin are fighting Mr. Freeze in, in a museum. Mm-hmm. And they kick their boots and like ice skates come out. And yeah. Yeah. It was, I love, I, I love her, her reaction just like melted, like just like melted my heart as Mr. Freeze would say. It just made me fall in love. She was just like, she got quiet. She goes, why did their boots have ice skates in them? <laughs> and you smiled and, and a, a single tear rolled from your eye and then turned into a, a ice cube. <laughs> much like, much like Arnold in the movie. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It was, you, you know what? Like watching it, 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 it was almost like, it was almost like a bad, um, like a community theater play. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, it does. like, I don't know if Schumacher meant to do it like that, but this, the, the movie was like, it was like a bad play. Like it was weird. Like the costumes, the cuts, uh, the acting choices it was i think everything on you see on screen is absolutely on purpose because otherwise <laughs> no one would let them do this <laughs> like the neon and like the i don't know they're like skateboarders or uh, yeah, ice skates oh my god like there's like one point where like um you know when they're fighting in the museum robin breaks through a, a wall, I guess, a paper wall, uh, with his motorcycle and like leaves the silhouette of a Robin signal. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that be a thing? It's like, like it's like they made Batman and Robin into Mr. Bean or something, you know? It's like <laughs> we're breaking the reality of all of this. It's really weird. It was like it was a it was a punny quippy movie um um this one i did see in theaters uh oh man it, it it's something to see i i mean it, it essentially killed the batman franchise until like christopher nolan you know brought it back to life yeah eight years later you know i think eight yeah. years later yeah i i would recommend drinking before seeing it <laughs> because <laughs> there, there, there were a lot of things that were just like are you serious like there's one part where like like look at like i'm looking at your background and it's alicia silverstone in her in in her in the bat the batwoman slash back batwoman batgirl um costume <laughs> and like like her like her costume just like robin's does not really hide her true identity but when she like introduces herself after she fights Poison Ivy, she's like, "Bruce, it's me." I'm like, "How can you not tell that's that's Barbara? I can't tell it's Lisa." <laughs> but we're not here. We're not here to critique the movie. We're here to talk about the soundtrack, right? Which again which is, is weird. It's very weird. Um, why did you choose this? What what, um, what have you done? What am I? <laughs> Why? Um, I I picked this one 
I think you just really love that R. Kelly tune. I, oh, man. <laughs> Gotham City. Oh, yeah. Well, you're like, it's you've a, always said you're the number one R. Kelly fan in the world, right? This is true. You know. Uh, <laughs> All right. We'll cut this. We'll cut this out. We'll cut this out. <laughs> you know, but like listening to it, I was, I was like, oh, man, this song. I was like, oh, but R. Kelly, you're such a, you're such a fucking creep. You know, like, but oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this song, uh, you know, but um, the, uh, so I guess let's start with the big one, the heavy hitter. Yeah. Uh, the, the 1998 Grammy for best hard rock performance. I didn't, I, which I did not know. The ending is the beginning is the end by Sir William Corgan and the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. So was this a door era? Like, which era of Smash Pumpkins was this? It was, like, right before they did a door. Because hmm. yeah, I think... What, is it on a door? I don't think so. Let, let me let me double-check that. Is it, like, a B-side or something that they had left over, you think? I'm just curious, because that song is badass, and... Uh, it's so good. And uh, with some very clever track listing here, it's the first and last song on the release of the soundtrack it was not on a door as a b-side or anything it just doesn't it feel like in the same sessions you know i'm talking about yeah Uh, i I was actually reading about it's like it's the the first song either the first song or one of the first songs recorded with the new drummer after jimmy chamberlain left the band Uh and then after that they went and did a door if i'm not mistaken I always like uh, yeah. the door, but you know, because it's electronic. Yeah, it's a little more electronic. Um, Apparently, you know, Billy Corgan hates it, but I, don't know. I uh, actually saw a really. Uh, I watched a really interesting video of Billy Corgan being reunited with his guitar from the Smashing Pumpkins' first album. So, like, like it was like in the either the early nineties or late eighties, but. It was right after Gish came out. That's the one with, um, uh-huh. like, the, the first album. It's, like, really psychedelic. Um, he played a gig in Detroit, and someone just, like, straight up stole his guitar. Oh, my God. And he put, like, listings out for it. He was like, hey, you know, like, I'll pay you $10,000, $20,000, no questions asked. I just want my guitar back. Yeah. Um, and so, finally – he got contacted like i think it was like within like last two years he got contacted and he was and they were like hey i think we have your guitar we bought it in an estate sale and so it yeah it's gimme is it's gimme corgan (laughs) gimme the corgan um it's jimmy (laughs) jimmy corgan billy Uh, bill am i saying jimmy i'm so sorry it's okay (laughs) billy corgan how's that whiskey Um, it is nice, <laughs> Kentucky gentleman. Uh, here, here on Sip and Mimos, after we run out of Mimos, we, we move to wherever we can get our hands on. <laughs> I'm rocking uh, flavor, flavor Country right now, man. Oh, I love Flavor Country. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Jimmy Corgan being reunited with his guitar that, I mean, he hadn't seen in over 20 years, which is really cool to see. Um, but did you recognize this song from another superhero movie? Yes, I did. Jake, I'm glad you're bringing that up. It's from the trailer of Watchmen. Hell yeah, it is. 
Well, specifically the second iteration of it on this soundtrack, at least it seems to be right. Um, it's like a remix. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. It's like a it's uh, slow. Like, it's slower. Yeah, and more dramatic and orchestral and shit. Um, but yeah, that oh, that op- that first trailer for Watchmen. Do you, wait, wait, wait. Time. Do you remember what part of the trailer it played at? So there's there's one part where um, is it? I haven't watched the Watchmen in forever. Is it Owlman or the Owl? His name is Night Owl. Night Owl. Thank you. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Night Owl. So far, um, but wait, do you remember he, on episode one when I loaned you my copy of Watchmen? I still have it. I'm taking good care of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by not reading it at all. <laughs> <laughs> the semester had just started up, and I. <laughs> <laughs> all right well you're, you're are absolutely taking care of it that's so fun it it is safely on my on, on my desk at, at home <laughs> Un, untouched untouched uh, <laughs> uh sipping memo slash whiskey slash flavor country um <laughs> but there's a part where the night owl his his ship comes out of the out of the water yeah, and it's like in my darkest hour. And yeah, I just, so cool. And let's all listeners, everyone, pause the podcast and watch that first trailer because it's awesome. Yeah, I think that's a great that's a great example of the trailer being maybe better than the movie. Yeah, probably. Although I, I really enjoyed the Watchmen. I mean, I I loved the movie and I really enjoyed. The TV show as well. Oh, the TV show was great, man! Oh my god. Even though I say I enjoyed the TV show because I never finished it, but that's that's on me. I'm what sorry. The fuck? What the what the what what? <laughs> You're breaking my heart over here, man. I'm sorry. I got really into 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> um, dude, let's one talk of about, my let's fa- talk about foolish games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my notes are: first off, this song rules. Foolish games, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, and I know it's from. The, I know it, it. It would have to have to have been played in the previous film in the the Batman saga. But can you imagine how great the song would have like sounded as like Val Kilmer's Bruce Wayne was solving like a rid, a riddle from the from the Riddler, like as he's like these oh. foolish games yeah. are. Well, that's a little off on the nose, but yeah, I, I see what you're going for. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I got two things. What, what do you think of the Batman Overture, like the the the, the non Denny Elfman score in this movie, like the score itself? The This is this might be a controversial opinion. Oh, Jake, you're gonna break my heart. I can tell already. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't I would, like. I didn't like your ramp up to this. Go ahead. What? I would put this one above Hans Zimmer, and okay. I put it upon. I put it on top of Danny Elfman too. No, you're wrong. You're fucking wrong. And this podcast <laughs> is over. Happy anniversary. <laughs> you broke my heart. You piece of shit. <laughs> Just know that you're wrong, right? You're wrong. Okay, Dude, so the Danny Elfman march is classic. 
What, what, which, so would you do Danny Elfman and what would be second? Danny Elfman's number one, easy. Hans Zimmer second. This one, I don't know, fucking fifth. That's it, dude. We're done. This is the unofficial. <laughs> <laughs> this is the unofficial last episode. <laughs> um, the the composer of the the score for this one is uh, Mr. If I'm not mistaken, uh, let me just confirm, Mr. Elliot Goldenthal. Right. Yeah. Um, I, my namesake. It's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> It's so campy. Um, I'm here for it. Uh, right. It's not bad or anything. It just, it just, dude, that that Elfman march is so badass. Hey, also, why did you pick? Why did you pick Batman and Robin and not Batman Forever? Because Batman Forever, that's the big soundtrack, man. Um, the you know, and all that shit. I was hoping we can do we we will be able to revisit that one um, okay. in the future. Sure. Um, I was I was trying to I, I was I was trying to go for one that like maybe be like kind of catch you off your guard as far as like Batman scores. Um, okay. Yeah, and uh, this one is so like it it's there's really no. Like with with the Matrix, every, there's like um, I mean even Rob Zombie's remix of his song made it electronic. You know, like there's yeah. some kind of theme. You know, yes, yes. This one is just no. There's just it's, it's like weird. a yeah, it's just shotgun of a bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, "Looking to My Eyes" by Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> I, I grew up listening to a lot of Bone Thugs, so I really enjoyed hearing that one. Really? Um, yeah, I loved Bone Thugs and Harmony. Okay. Uh, uh, Gotham City, I mean, I, I the song is, I don't mind this. The song is great, but I mean, I, in no way do I support R. Kelly or his decisions as, as a human being. But I mean, his, his song in this one. It was it was neat, and that, that what the thing I remember so so like vividly about watching these um, these movies on VHS is they would always have a preview advertisement for like the soundtrack before the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember those? And so like sure, I remember, sure. I remember like seeing the Smashing Pumpkins, seeing Jewel, um, and then like R. Kelly. They filmed like a music video, and he was like singing on a rooftop and he was like gotham city and i remember (laughs) being a kid being like oh cool you know but fuck r kelly um yeah fuck rem makes an appearance on the soundtrack so random um and then also i think like the unsung heroes of the 90s soundtrack Uh uh-huh uh Sir Johnny Resnick and the Google Dolls. Yeah, I figured you'd be into that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so the Google Dolls had uh, <laughs> the Google Dolls had you know songs um, featured on a lot of like ni- my favorite '90s things. Um, Tommy Boy, uh, mm. Son-in-Law. 
most famously City of Angels with perhaps their biggest song, Iris. Oh, okay. And I don't want the world to oh, see fuck. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, perhaps like one of one of our loyal listeners, I'll give her a shout out right here. Uh, your sister, uh, Lauren Dawson's Creek. Oh, Google Dolls was on it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. I, I'm kind of at a loss because I don't know what the, I'm just looking at the track, track list thing right now. <laughs> how, the, I don't know how to dive into this at all. It's such a like, it's a hodgepodge, I suppose we call it. None of these songs show up on in the movie soundtrack. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> None of them are in it. Uh, I think one of them is. Um, I think that Poison Ivy song is in it. Yeah, when she's like doing her dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is yeah, I don't know. I just. This this movie was it was like this soundtrack was such a great like throwback to when like superhero movies or maybe just like movies in general just had were like events and yeah they had like music inspired by you know yeah and Taco Bell tie-ins and all this stuff yeah it's a huge deal and I, yeah, were I, event you, movies you're right. And I, I miss that. I miss that a lot. I, and I, I think it was like a trade-off where it was like quality of movie minus, you know, kitsch, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was such a, it was such a neat part of growing up to have like soundtracks inspired by, you know, like Batman and Robin. I, I just, I don't know. It was... Looking back, it was, it was kind of like wonky and all over the place, um, but it, it it certainly is a timepiece of an album. Yeah, and I get it too, man. I was a big soundtrack guy for a while, you know, and like for you know, uh, speaking of the Matrix and Spawn and all that, like it was a way to find just weird shit you hadn't heard of before, and uh, and certainly as a big Batman fan, like, goddamn, the scores were always cool. Yeah, Danny Hoffman and and yes, and later Hans Zimmer, but now Ellie Goldenthal, uh, which is still kind of cool, man. It's still pretty badass. I'm I'm on board with it, but uh, it's just I don't know. There's something cool about um, like if you're into something so hard, like obsessing about it, and then like trying trying to understand how these songs ended up on an album inspired by Batman and Robin. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I um. I, I I couldn't make because it's so interesting. The movie itself is is a is choppy. Like and, and honestly, it, it feels like a cartoon. It feels like a cartoon play. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I it's think one famously, of the- I think famously Schumacher was like a Schumacher was like screaming at the actors, like "Remember, this is a cartoon. This is a cartoon," and like just screaming that over and over again. So everyone is overacted or underacted, and it just looks ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 oh man, like it was so funny, like going back and like watching it. And of course, as a kid, you're just like, ooh, you know, like there's neon, or, or ooh, there's you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is in a cool suit, which I gotta say, the Mister Freeze's suit still holds up. I think it's super cool. Um, 
him running off diamonds is kind of silly, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I just it was it it was like one of those things where if you you can like sit back and you can like watch it and you're like okay like this movie isn't the greatest but at one point in time like an artist thought this you know like made thought this in their in their mind and created this thing and so i don't know that's that's like kind of the way i always try to think of like like bad movies or like like quote unquote bad movies or quote unquote bad songs or whatever i'm like someone took the time to write this someone took the time to create it and you know Mm -hmm. i mean and so i I don't know i mean yeah would you well hey how about this would you ever want to be like a music supervisor on a big ass movie like this and and compose like uh curate the soundtrack honestly like that was a long once upon a time that was a big dream of mine I mean, that'd be very cool. I mean, most of the songs, oh, yeah. most of the songs would have corn. On, most of the soundtracks would have corn on them. <laughs> but once upon a time, that was a big dream of mine. Right on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was like I listened to it kind of like in the in the background while I was working, and a lot of times I would like look up and be like, "Huh, okay." <laughs> okay, I love this Jewel song, but I don't remember this from the movie. Like, like Bruce Wayne's love interest is like there, and she's like, "Bruce, I want to spend my life with you," and then she's gone. For the rest of them, it's just <laughs> that Jewel song is good. What happened to Jewel, man? Where's she been? Jewel still, she's still, she's still making music. I think. Um, I mean, she's still making songs. Uh, actually, we watched her on a live stream. Um, a couple couple months back and i mean i mean she's jewel she's just she's epic she she's kick ass and i'm um but yeah it's just such an interesting like such an interesting like snapshot of a of a of a of a point in time of and i don't know i it was it i i i think i'm interested in hearing what like um my kids or what my grandkids will think when I'm like, Hey, check out this soundtrack, you know, for Batman. And they're like, what Batman, what play? And I just, I think that'd be really interesting to hear what, fu- what the future thinks about this. Yeah. I suppose you're right. Would you ever, would you ever introduce your niece to like, to like Batman and Robin and be like, what do you think about this? Uh, I- <laughs> I think I actually just pulled a muscle thinking about that. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I would, <laughs> I would love for her to get into Batman. I, I introduced her to Wonder Woman and and stuff like that. I made her watch, and I think went and saw Spider Man or something. I don't know, but uh, uh, I would want to carefully curate her Batman story consumption and not get the wrong idea or anything. Yeah, uh, but even though, if you're gonna show a seven or eight year old a Batman flick, th- this is probably the one, right? Because it's like childish and colorful and silly, and I, I mean, I, I'm not gonna show her those Tim Burton ones. I'm not gonna show her the 
Chris Nolan ones because those are so intense. Like um, the animated series even gets pretty dark. Like I, I don't know what I would. I would start her off with Adam West. That's what I would do. <laughs> That's how I did it. Same. Like right. I wouldn't like I would. <laughs> I would say like I mean because I know someday if I'm lucky enough I'll have you know kids of my own and I'll be able to introduce them to these movies and I, I think I would go I would go Adam West with it I would definitely I would probably save like I would save the uh, uh, Christopher Nolan last <laughs> yeah you know for sure for sure those are intense as hell. And and honestly, uh, honestly, boring to a kid that's under ten, dude. Like they'll be bored. We, yeah, we we are actually doing a rewatch of uh, the Nolan series, and man, the, you're, the you're rewatching Knight. you're rewatching the 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 Dark Knight trilogy and the MCU. Yeah, dude, simultaneously. Oh boy. So after this, I may be, I may have like nothing but like white and gray hair. But you know, <laughs> she, like it's so interesting. I love I love hearing her thoughts on the MCU and and the and the and Christopher Nolan's Batman. It's like it's like pretty universally agreed upon. Like Dark Knight is, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's been fun to be like, oh, what do you think about what do you think about the MCU? And, and it's really interesting because a lot of a lot of those should um, she'll be like. I don't really, I mean, I'm not really feeling this one, you know, but I really like this. I really like Iron Man and four, like those movies. I'm like, oh, okay. Interesting. Um, and you're, so you're it's been, in, it's been, you're in, it's you're, been cool. You're in, and you're in uh phase two of the rewatch. Like, uh, um, yes. Dark world. Yeah. We're in, okay. we just finished dark world. So what's that for dark world? Um, let me see. I always forget. There's something before Age of Ultron. Uh, phase wrong? two is uh Winter Soldier. Oh, fun! Hell yeah, dude! Cool. That's a good watch. Hell yeah. Uh, that's what I said. Like, um, my girlfriend was like, I don't really, I didn't really feel like. She didn't really connect with uh, First Avenger. But I'm like, okay. I was like, well, the Winter Soldier and Civil War are like bump.com. Like, no. Uh, we actually watched Knives. We watched, we watched Knives Out recently. And so talk about Chris Evans. Knives Out is so fucking awesome, dude. Is it on Prime right I, now? I, oh, yes. Okay, I didn't rewatch that. I, I, don't, I still haven't rewatched. Uh, I still haven't rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I really want to rewatch that. Uh, but fucking Knives Out is the shit, dude. Right now, dude. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is on sale. I'll, I'll message you. But I I bought it recently. Okay, and it's. Oh, I'm so excited to revisit. But um. But yeah, well. So, final thoughts on Batman and Robin? Um, uh, what a weird little time capsule of a weird thing. Um, uh, uh, Jules, cool. I still haven't gone into REM. Fuck R. Kelly. 
in that Smashing Pumpkins tune is <laughs> bonkers good. It's so cool and dark and weird. Uh, uh, but I feel like maybe, maybe perhaps the, the soundtrack matches the uh, uh, foresight of the, of the script of the movie because it just seems to be so thrown together and odd. But there is one tune on here. I don't know if you caught it, but it's Moaner by Underworld. And that's a band I've brought up before and I might bring up again. Anyways. the Underworld? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that one. <laughs> it's the 10-minute long one right at the end before the reprise of the Smashing Pumpkins tune. Huh. I missed that one. Oh, well, shit. Okay. Well, we might have to remedy that, Jake. <laughs> um, for me, I, I, I'm in the same boat. And it was... The movie... The movie... It's non-essential it's well i take that back i think it's something it's it's one of those things where it's like you know we had like you know five eight i, I guess like eight years of nolan's batman where we realized like these characters these are complex characters these are you know characters that have you know rich histories and when you have when they're well written they can tell a compelling story, you know, and yeah. we were, we were fortunate enough to have that, you know, and, and for that, I'm grateful. Um, but I do believe in, in, re, in, in, in seeing like, okay, this is how good we have it. This is what it came from, you know, and I, I, I definitely, if you have kids or, you know, if you are doing this on your own, start with maybe, I would go, I would go Keaton, Keaton, <laughs> Nolan, 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 Kilmer, Clooney, you know, uh, as far as my order. I, and just, and just listening to this, it was like, it was just, it was pop culture at this time. Um, it, it's worth a rewatch as long as you're using something that'll make you giggle. Um, yeah, seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger make all his puns, listening to Uma Thurman, wh whom I love, make all her puns. It's a punny movie, you know. Like there were like there were so many puns. I was like watching. I was like, I lost count. Um, <laughs> it's like all puns. Yeah, it is. It's just like you know, you're gonna be mulch. You know, like a freeze is coming. You know, like it's, it's gonna. I, I don't know. Uh, it Ice might be a, to see you. It might be like the porn, <laughs> the porn parody. Yeah, it might be the porn parody I'm making up in my mind, but like it's going to be a hard winter. <laughs> I don't know, like that could. Um, but yeah, that's. Okay. But I, 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 I do appreciate your your willingness to revisit this soundtrack with me. Oh, absolutely, man! Absolutely, what a joy. Um, so I, we, I get, I think Elliot and I would, would both agree and say, you know, thank you for, for listening to the last six episodes, five, six episodes, um, yes. that, that, that we've put out talking about nineties music 
and we hope you've we hope you hope you enjoyed our our little our banter back and forth while indulging in our love of mimosas. Yeah. Um, but we've got we've got just more more coming for you. Uh, starting with next episode, what do you got? Well, okay. Well, I guess I'll go. I'm gonna give you another one. Uh, and I'm so sorry. I was I was looking at it, and it's another long one. But the track "Moner" is on it, um, and that's from Batman and Robin. Uh, and I'm gonna <laughs> and I'm gonna okay. I'm looking at it now, and there happens to be a four CD super deluxe edition. Don't listen to that. <laughs> listen to the OG version of Buku Fish by the band Underworld. This will be the album that has Stairs, my favorite, which is Jumbo, and of course Moner from Batman and Robin. But uh, uh, these are like they've had rotating members, but it, they're um, just some. Some really really cool production, and the the lyricist just kind of spits like this kind of um, stream of conscious, almost Kerouacian beat poet kind of shit over these insane dance tracks, and I think you're really gonna like it. Awesome. Okay, so it, the group is Underworld. Album is Buku Fish. Buku Fish. Okay. Awesome. All right. So. Uh, for you, my friend. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you were do- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's our one-year anniversary. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but I do have one for you. I'm super excited for. Okay. Um, my assignment for you for next time is the 1998 album by seminal 90s pop rock band Goo Goo Dolls (laughs) Dizzy Up the Girl (laughs) I would make fun of the album title but mine was called Buku Fish so (laughs) this is this is the one with Slide uh, Broadway and Black Balloon oh and Iris is on this one too (laughs) <laughs> all right that'll be fun that'll be good all right ma'am um as always thank you for your thank you for uh allowing me to reintroduce myself to the matrix it was a blast and oh, yeah. um, i hope you get super drunk and revisit batman and robin because it'll be a treat <laughs> thank you for uh getting me to listen to you know i don't know all these albums including like you know weezer last time and all this and like because uh, i wouldn't think to do that unless we had this awesome project that we're working on oh wait shit i'm getting a text hang on oh, fuck. is it is it who i think what? it is no i probably wait oh it's adam it's adam he's saying i don't know the future of your podcast what are you saying he says i didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end i came here to tell you how it's going to begin i'm gonna finish this text and then show these listeners what you don't want them to hear i'm gonna show them a world without you a world without rules and controls without borders and boundaries or where anything is possible where you go from here is a choice i leave to you oh and they just signed off that was ominous adam 
Kina. <laughs> I guess the choice is up to us, Jake. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have to sound so mean about it, though. God damn. I know. You know. <laughs> um, you know, we're. <laughs> Uh, you know, starting, you know, we're recording this J- June 18th. Um, mm-hmm. and so, <laughs> you know, we have the rest of the year. I mean, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta make this happen with, with Adam. We need to get him on here because okay, I know yeah, let's, he's a Let's get serious about fan. getting Adam on the show. Oh, come on. We got, let's figure this out. I will, we've been talking. <laughs> we've been, we've been talking about it for too long and he, he's just chiming in when he's hanging out at your place and I know he's nervous, but we need to get him. No. Here. He's upstairs right now. That's why it's odd that he texted me like that. That's great. <laughs> uh, out. All right. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. Hey, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, please stay safe out there. Uh, wash your hands, wear a mask, be careful. Uh, um, uh, and you know, so support those in need. And holy shit, the, you know what? Smash, smash mouth was right. The years start coming and they don't stop coming. So <laughs> at least we have each other, and we're gonna get through this thing. Hey man, I'm the '90s pop rock guy here. Like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, oh, sorry. I should, have quoted, uh, I should have quoted Fatboy Slim when he said, "Shake what your mama gave you." No, you should have quoted Papa, not Papa Roach. You should have quoted Pop. God. You should have quoted Papa Roach <laughs> when he's when he said, "Eat, sleeve, rave, repeat." Eat, sleeve. <laughs> Did you say Papa Roach and you meant to say Fat Boy Slim? <laughs> I totally said Papa Roach and I meant to say Fat Boy Slim. Jake, go to bed. <laughs> you should have... Qu- okay, we'll edit that yeah. out. You should have <laughs> quoted Pap... You should have quoted Fat Boy Slim. <laughs> this is the best day of my life. When he said, eat, sleep, rave, repeat. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Happy anniversary, Jake. Happy anniversary, Elliot. Thank you for listening, and uh, be good to each other out there. And we'll see you. We'll see you soon. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Our drunkest episode.